Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. G-A-L-D-E-M G-A-L-D-E-M This song is good. Welcome to a brand new season of Growing Up With Galdem. Inspired by our book, I Will Not Be Erased, our stories about growing up as people of colour. My name is Nyella Arboyne and I'm the life editor at Galdem. And I'm Natty Kasimvala, former editor and longtime contributor at Galdem. Galdem is an award-winning media company committed to sharing the perspectives of people of colour from marginalised genders. Each week, we invite a guest to respond to old diary entries, letters or text messages from their younger selves. The point is to nurture important discussions about growing up. You can find Growing Up With Galdem on Apple Podcasts, the Acast app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Olivia Dean attended the Brit School in her teens, despite being convinced she wouldn't get in. It was here that she developed her songwriting skills. Performance has always been a part of Olivia's life. Sent off to Saturday Theatre School by her mother as an attempt to cure her shyness, she unearthed a love for musical theatre and the power of embodying other people's stories. Since her first release in 2018, Dean has become a refreshingly candid and soulful new talent in the UK music scene. It's great to have you on the show with us today, Olivia. How have you been? I've been okay. You've actually caught me on quite an emotional day, but I feel like... It feels quite apt to be coming on the podcast today. And also, I just want to say it's a pleasure to be here because I've listened to so many of these. So when I got an email saying that you wanted me to come on, I was like, me! I was like, me! (laughs) (laughs) I'm your biggest fan. I'm like Olivia Dean Hive. I think you're so talented and amazing and like 
just great. And all my friends are going to be very happy we're having a chat with you. And I'm so glad you picked an extract, which I think will be great, but is like unreleased lyrics as well. So I think it will be great. Yeah. But you're emotional today, you said. Yeah, I had therapy today. I mean, I'm not going to go too obviously much into my therapy, but I think it's just after not having it for a while, it's good to just talk about your feelings and a lot of subconscious things and... It's good. I feel in touch with my emotions today, which is a good thing, I think. Mm. Good to okay, hear. Great. We are therapy advocates on this podcast. <laughs> we literally talk about it non-stop. Honestly. So. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> so I wanted to kind of jump in and ask, already in your career and I guess through your music, you seem so aware of how you want to be seen and how you want your stories to be told. How have you been able to find that kind of grounding so early on in life? It's funny, people often say that to me, but I think it's just something that has come quite naturally. My mum has always been a very strong-willed person that's always instilled in me, you can do whatever you want, and if you know how you want to do it, you can get there. And I think integrity is a really important thing to me. I don't do anything unless I really believe in it. And I have a very strong, almost sometimes too strong gut instinct. (laughs) So if something doesn't feel right in my gut, then I actually can't physically do it. Like I can't go forward with it. Like everything has to feel right. So I just try to lead from an authentic place. But I take that as a really big compliment because it is something I really, I, I stand for, if that makes sense. Amazing. And I think we mentioned it in your biog and just... You talking about your mum reminded me of it, but we saw something that was really interesting in that you went to Brit school, of course, Yes. but also that you had mentioned or your management had mentioned that you were sent to theatre school when you were younger because you were a shy kid. Yes. And I was just saying to Nyella before you came on that I had the exact same thing. I was like, I just like didn't want to be with anyone I didn't know that wasn't my mum or my dad when I was a, a younger. Mm. And so they were like, you're going to theatre school on Saturdays. And it was like, kind of saved me but I still hated it the whole time and Nyella <laughs> was saying she had the same thing so yeah. I was wondering what could you tell us a bit about that experience and how that kind of like shapes who you are today yeah I mean it completely changed my life I was a very shy child I always loved my own company like I can just hang out by myself like I was just with me playing on the floor with my little Barbies like I didn't really need a playmate but I think my mum realized that that would be important for me in terms of growing as a human and um, learning how to, I don't know, coexist with other people and be vulnerable with other people and make friends. And I decided that like when I was eight that I really wanted to be a singer. I think I saw, I was watching CBeebies and there was a girl sort of like walking down the road. I think it was like Diwali or something at the time. And I remember thinking, I want to be her. Like, it was very clear in my mind from then. I was like, I want to be a singer. And my mum was like, you can't sing. <laughs> so she was like, maybe. A, yeah, straight up. <laughs> straight up. I mean, practical solutions to practical problems, that, I guess. That is my mum. She keeps it real. It's funny because I was talking to my mum about singing, yeah. My mum is so tone deaf. I love her. And she's listening to this, mum, I love you. She's really tone deaf and she told me when she was younger she got kicked out of the school choir because she couldn't sing. Oh my god. It's really deep. So Mumsy. yeah, I'm fulfilling. So maybe her... she was projecting a little bit. Mm, bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I don't want you to get hurt like I got hurt. <laughs> exactly. So she was like, let's get some singing lessons in early, babe. So yeah, I went every weekend. 
And I loved it. What I loved about musical theatre was that it allowed me to express myself, but like through other people's stories. Like I wasn't ready to talk about my own feelings. I wasn't ready to be vulnerable in that way. But I loved pretending to be somebody else. Do you know what I mean? And pretending to have this really like painful like love and stuff. Yeah. So it was really important for me, I think, developing. But yeah, I was so, so shy. The first gig that I did, it wasn't a gig. It was like an open mic, like the parents could come and watch. And I sang Tomorrow from Annie. But I was so nervous that I had to have my back to the audience behind the pianist and cried the whole way through. <laughs> So we, yeah, we've really come a long way. I was so just like, you know, didn't want anyone to look at me. Yeah. So. Quite a, like, I guess, emotional song. Maybe they thought you were just like really leaning into the character. Yeah, she's she's method, this one. (laughs) (laughs) She's really giving her all. Oh, that is so, yeah, she's like in that role. She embodies that role. Oh, that's so sweet and slightly sad. I know. But that's amazing. I think. Now that I've heard that you come from, like, a musical theatre background as well, it, I do think there's, like, a certain, like, drama and, like, storytelling as well to your own music. Mm. Do you feel like you kind of brought that through when you started thinking about how you wanted to express yourself as an artist? Absolutely. I love things to be dramatic. I remember I saw an Amy Winehouse interview and she was talking about a similar thing, but in comparison to loving, like, Motown and that whole era, because people weren't afraid to be really like, I love you. I think she said something like, there's, like, a lyric, and it's like, I would get down in the road and, like, lie in front of a car. That's how much I love you. And I love stuff like that. Like, I feel like sometimes pop music now, and I'm kind of like an old soul, so... But it can be quite like, I don't need you. Like, I don't care, but I love caring. Do you know what I mean? So, and I love that about musical theatre. It's very just heart on your sleeve I don't yeah, know I, sometimes I, it feels like wow well, yeah it's not cool to be like earnest <laughs> say how it, you actually feel exactly you know and I can understand why people are more reserved and you would hold your cards to your closer to your chest but I think it's a really beautiful thing and it's also very hard to be really giving and give yourself to everything so, yeah, I love musical theatre. Oh, I'm well, glad you guys yes, like it, it does. too. Come on, let's go. <laughs> we saw that you were making music under a banana tree in Barcelona. What does having that kind of space and time mean for your music-making process? Honestly, it's funny that you mentioned that, that trip specifically because it was a very pivotal moment for me recently. I think having the space and perspective to step outside, especially London, can feel so, like, hustle, like, everyone's just, like, climbing to, like, be successful. And, like, it can feel really intense. You can really get wrapped up in, like, the businessy side of things and, like, forget to actually just, like, make music that you love and be creative. But that trip was amazing. I went with Yamaha to Barcelona just to make music. And it was, like, two musicians from London, two from Madrid and two from Berlin. And before I went, I was like, I can't write, I can't write music. I can't write another song. I can't write another lyric. Like I was just so, so blocked. But I realized it's because I'm a perfectionist. And so like, I'd rather write nothing than write something bad. (laughs) Then like struggle through it. Yeah. Yeah. I find it so hard. And I, and I have this, such a high standard for myself that like, if I'm not putting the pen to the paper and I'm not like, oh, wow, that's a really good lyric, then I don't want to do it. But that's not a very productive way to work. 
So I don't recommend anyone taking that um, mindset on. But going to Barcelona and being with complete strangers, I went by myself. It was really good for me. And I suddenly was just like, no, I can do this. Like, I am talented. I'm not rubbish. Um, But sometimes it takes perspective to find that. I don't know. That was a good trip for me. That makes total sense. I imagine, especially after, like, the kind of year or year and a half almost now that we've had, it was probably great to kind of just feel yeah take a breath somewhere else and just be a bit more anonymous almost Mm. as well and like take the pressure off and something you said earlier as well I was also curious about which was that kind of like you obviously as a child you were kind of channeling your emotions through musical theatre and then at some point you got to the stage where you could be that person who isn't afraid to care isn't afraid to like kind of share their emotions in full throttle like Mm. how did you feel like you got to that stage of overcoming that barrier and sharing your full self in your music it's a good question (laughs) I think I probably started to get a bit older and surprisingly I feel like this is often a common misconception I'm awful about talking about my feelings especially with people close to me in my life and I think that's why I write music because I don't know how to articulate myself And I don't know how to talk about my feelings. (laughs) But I think I got to a point where, like, I needed to tell people stuff in my life to progress our relationship. Like, whether that be, like, me falling in love for the first time. And, like, I needed to tell them things that, like, I actually just, like, felt too cringe about. (laughs) So I just needed to write songs about it. And then, yeah, they all just kind of came from there. But I think it just got to a point where, yeah, like, I needed to just share some things. And I think what a beautiful way to do that. Songwriting really gives you that. It's so therapeutic. So, yeah, I feel like I'm very lucky in that sense that I have that way to express myself, that avenue. I can imagine it's much easier saying your feelings, writing, I guess, yeah, rather than saying it straight to someone's face. I love to pen a nice little letter to an ex sometimes instead of being there and saying it. I need to get involved. Nice. (laughs) I just tweet and delete. That's my my (laughs) Also works, also works. <laughs> it also works. You can do multiple methods. Yeah, right? And I think it's funny because you were like, oh, you know, I don't know how to articulate myself. And and I think we talked about this with the last guest we had on as well. Sometimes it's like, it's that you think you don't know how, but obviously you do know how because mm. you are very articulate. But it's like, it's not like a not knowing how to, it's like an inability to actually just do it. Mm. But I think it ties into the perfectionism because with a song, you can sit in the studio for a day and you can figure out the perfect way to describe something or like the perfect metaphor Mm. for how you feel about someone. And I love that. Like, I want to get it right. Whereas like in a conversation when someone's just looking you dead in the eye, what if I say the wrong thing? What if I don't say it properly and we've only got that one chance to like share that? I think that's what I struggle with. It's a skill for sure. That's so true. You can't, you don't have multiple takes. You can't like redo, rephrase. That's so true. All right, then. I think it's time (laughs) to get into the extract. It's time. If you could give us a little bit of context, like when you wrote this and the title, I think, as well of it, and then just go into reading it through, that would be amazing. Okay, wow. This is quite big for me, guys. Ah! And I see you're reading it from a piece of paper. Is this a journal? So this is one of my old songwriting books. 
I have many of these. So trying to find an extract was very interesting. Honestly, reading back some of the lyrics I've written from like four years ago is wild. Some of them <laughs> are so bad. <laughs> I thought about just bringing some bad ones so we could have a bit of a crease, but I've decided to go for something a little bit more deep. But yeah. Oh, maybe we can do a bonus round at the end. Listen, <laughs> I have to explain, yeah, for every one song that I put out, there's honestly a hundred that don't make it. Like there's, <laughs> there's honestly so many cutaways. Wow. So this is something I wrote maybe, I want to say like two and a half years ago. I don't have an exact date on it. I don't really date stuff that I write, but I know this was, I would have been, I'm 22 now. So I think I was like just about to turn 19 or something. And it's called A Word With Time. I'm starting to learn, but I still need refining. I'm eyes to the ground. I'm so scared of horizons. I need to have a word with time and tell her I don't want to go. I love it when he talks of the future, the crazy illusion. It's easy to dream, but it's hard to be human. I need to have a word with time and tell her what she needs to know. It's coming soon, like a movie. I'm half blooming in design, new to the change of pace. I just want yesterday when I wished I was where I am right now. Thank you so much for reading that. So I much. mean, we have a lot of questions to get into. But first off, I guess, just like, how does it feel to read that back? Quite weird and quite weird to read it back as almost if it's a poem. I think it gives almost kind of more weight to the words when they're read like that. Because the music, like I'm thinking about the demo now that I have of that song. It's not upbeat, but like it does have a more hopeful energy but reading that out I'm like damn babe mm. you sound sad <laughs> <laughs> she was going through it <laughs> yeah but I think my music often has that quality where the lyrics actually are kind of like sad but the music's a little bit happy so it offsets it's like my favorite example of that is like young hearts run free you know that song and it's like da, 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 da. yeah and it's a floor filler yeah. if you listen to the words yeah she's going in she's like break free guys she was like don't do what i did i'm stuck i'm tied down like it's crazy wow yeah those are some of my favorite tunes are like i call them sad bangers mm. i think a lot of people call them sad bangers like you want the lyrics to be hitting you here but you still need the spirit to kind of uplift you mm. but yeah i'm now i'm just curious to hear what the demo sounds like yeah. but i think it is a very like introspective like almost like mournful piece mm. I think I was just feeling a bit scared of the future. Like, I think my favourite line in that, well, I th there's two. I really like the one that's like, it's easy to dream, but it's hard to be human. And I also like, I just want yesterday when I wished I was where I am right now. I think I was really struggling with themes of like being present and enjoying what you have now. I think it's very easy in my personal life and also in work to like, just always be looking forward to the next thing. And like trying to get somewhere, you're not enjoying where you are. Like you're not enjoying what you've already got. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is quite a dangerous place to exist, really. It's something I've always tried to do is just try to be present and just be grateful for what you have instead of always wanting more, yeah. you know. You actually read my mind on that. I had a question that was that exact line and referencing how it's easier to live anywhere but the present. Mm. There's like a magic in dreaming of the future and there's a familiarity in the past. And like, how do you find ways to stay present in the moment and actually enjoy life while you're living it? 
I don't think I'm the oracle on this topic, but I definitely am um, getting better at it. And it's something that I'm working on. I like to do yoga. I think that is a really beautiful thing. If anyone hasn't tried it, I 100% recommend it. Just taking like 40 minutes to stretch and that's all you're doing. You're not thinking while you're stretching. You're just stretching. Um, I think that like at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day helps me to feel quite centered. And yeah, I don't know, just to try and take each day as it comes. But that's really hard. It's not It's not really a practical thing to say, take each day as it comes, because you've got a plan. Like, stuff be happening and you need to, you know, <laughs> plan for it. So I don't know, it's hard. What do you do to try and be present? Help me, guys. <laughs> I need advice. Oof, that is a good question. I struggle mm. with my... Nye, you got any... Well, yeah. I struggle with my concentration, I'm very ADHD so I try and meditate by doing things so for instance if I'm doing the washing up I only think about the washing up and Mm. I don't let my mind wander or if I'm doing a task like really staying in that moment which is like small little things but it's really helped me kind of stop having a wandering mind and be Mm. there in the moment. I think for me it's like I don't know. I did watch this film. I always talk about Disney on this podcast, but the, I don't know if you've seen the, the Disney Pixar movie Soul. Oh, I lo- it's like I love oh it. Oh my god, isn't it so good? It's Food so for thought. Good. And yeah. I think it really like it just brought me home into that kind of idea that like nothing is actually determined and nothing is like meant to happen a certain way. Mm. And like when I achieve something or you know like I tick something off of a list like. So rarely does it feel like, okay, now, like, life is sorted, I'm happy, I'm done. Mm. So I think, like, that was one of the things that really inspired me to start actually just, like, enjoying everything. All the stuff that you take for granted, you know, like, Mm. doing the dishes and having a clean kitchen. Or, like, you're watching a film and you, like, want to light a candle and just, like, be in that moment and be like, my sheets are clean, (laughs) my hair's washed, or my braids are neat. Like, all of those little things, I think... It can be really easy to, like you say, like get lost in the tunnel vision of the future. Mm. But the more that I've started to kind of like actually just be more, I know it's like, how do you be more present by being more present? Just like taking note of the things that are existing in like the time that I'm in right now and like really relishing in them, I think. Mm. That's my only real, yeah, I don't know. It is so hard and I, I definitely still find myself like, especially in lockdown you kind of your future is so unknown Mm. and so you kind of try to grasp on like what you control and be like okay in six months I want to like be here or maybe I'll move here or I'll do my hair like this and everything will be nicer but you can't live that way no you can't can't. it's hard (laughs) it has been hard with this last year because you're like okay but when we get out of the pandemic like then I'll start to you know do x y and z or Mm. then I'll be happier but it's like yeah. What did my therapist say? She was like, you're just kicking the can further down the road, Olivia. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, okay. It's always just too real. I was like, boy. okay, babe. <laughs> Fine. I'll deal with it now, then. I'll deal with it now. Oh, yeah. God. I was going to ask how your kind of relationship with time has changed from when you first wrote those lyrics mm. to now, and especially this year we've had and how perception of time has shifted so much Mm. yeah it's interesting like I'm looking at this lyrics now and like one of them's like I need to have a word with time and tell her I don't want to go and I think at the time when I was writing that I was thinking that time was a woman like I just thought that she was a woman 
But actually now reading it back, and it's funny, lyrics just take on a completely different meaning. Like years later, you suddenly see what they actually mean. And I think what I actually meant subconsciously by that was telling my future self, like what I need to know, if that makes sense. And I think, yeah, now I've just got better at being present and just to stop worrying so much about like what's going to happen. And like, I think when I was this age, I really care about music and I really love making music. I think I've got this real drive inside me that I want to achieve certain goals. But I think now I'm a bit more like, if I get there, it'll be sick. But if I don't, as long as I'm happy, like, then it will be okay. Like, my happiness is not so much attached to success as it was when I wrote this. Like, I think to be happy is successful rather than the other way around. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. So, I, yeah, I feel quite detached from this person, but in a good way, if that makes sense. That shows growth in yourself. It's this last year especially, I feel like I've grown up so much. I feel like I've aged. <laughs> I don't know if everyone else <laughs> feels like that, but I feel like I've had to do like... I don't know, like three years worth of growing in one year. I was by myself for a long time. I was by myself for like three months in the first part of the pandemic. And I had to do some real like self-discovery and thinking about like what I actually want. 
from this life, as I'm sure everyone did. So it was crazy, man. Truly, sitting with yourself and kind of deciding which bits of yourself you like, which bits of yourself you've been avoiding. I think Mm. we've all definitely had that reckoning with ourselves over this last year Mm. that we probably wouldn't have had any other time. Mm. I think I'm really good at compartmentalising and sort of just being like, no, 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 I'm cool. That's in the back of my head. I don't know her. I don't know her. But I had to know her. (laughs) I had to get to know her for a sec there. It's cool. I'm working on it. I think especially with even like the kind of coping mechanisms you have on a day-to-day basis with like, you know, if you're busy, you know, you're working some of the time and then the rest of the time you have free, you're seeing your friends or you're binge watching like a Netflix series. Mm. And I had that same thing in the early stage of the pandemic where it's like, okay, like I've watched all the TV now. Mm. I've watched it. <laughs> like, there's nothing else that can distract me. I've completed it, mate. So what else is there? Like, why are you so scared to just like exist without the kind of like that overstimulation mm. obviously it was like a really awful time and I think it forced a lot of people to reckon with a lot of stuff but it did kind of strip away everything that could distract you and kind of leave you to grapple with the rest mm. and I do think the way that you talk about like that line that you said was one of your favorites that like, I just want yesterday when I wished I was mm. where I am right now and that fear of like actually reaching your goals I think is like a really relatable concept So I wondered, like, as a young person who's now in the music industry, do you ever still feel that kind of feeling of, like, oh, I got here, Mm. but, like, was it better before? Or, you know, kind of, like, dealing with that dissonance of your reaching some of your goals and then it not feeling the same? Mm. I think it's funny. I don't, even though I am in the music industry, I don't really see myself as such. Like, (laughs) I still Mm. kind of see myself (laughs) as just, like, the imposter syndrome for me is crazy like that is also something that I really have to pinch myself and like keep working on because for me obviously I'm a little old shy me singing behind the piano still like I'm the same person and like I had someone ask me in an interview the other day they were like oh referring to me as a pop star and I was like who bruv me <laughs> <laughs> you're like I was like <laughs> What do you mean? Sorry, I think I'm in the wrong interview. Yeah. And like, I went out on Saturday night after the football just to like my local Mm. pub. And this guy was like, oh my God, are you Olivia Dean? That doesn't happen to me that much. Like, I don't get stopped. But like, this guy was like, are you Olivia Dean? I was like, yeah. And he was like, what are you doing in here? I was like, what? The pub? (laughs) I was like, where do you, where do you think I drink? Can't go anywhere these days. I don't have a Soho House membership. Like... Honestly, like, so I keep it humble. Yeah. But in terms of, like, my goals and stuff, I don't know. I still feel like I'm not there yet. Like, I don't class myself as having... Obviously, I, I'm really happy with what I've achieved so far. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I need to keep going. There's, like, two things that are, like, on my goal list. And when I do them, I think I'll be like, all right, yeah. we can lock it off. <laughs> okay, okay. And I'm sure you're not going to tell us what those are. No, I can tell you. They're not secret. <laughs> oh. I, don't, I don't even think okay, they're like okay. mad unachievable. I just like want to do these things. I want to play Jules Holland because I feel like I feel like what I watched that so much growing up with my dad. And like, if you're on Jules Holland, you're legit. Do you know what I mean? Like Jules thinks you're banging. So that, <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like I want to be like with my That's arm on one. the piano and he's like doing the honky tonk keys. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, and he just pans over to yeah. me. Yeah, in it, and I'm in some nice dress. <laughs> exactly. That's my first one. Just jamming with the band. Yeah. yeah. And then the second one is kind of a two-parter. The second one's play at Glastonbury. Which I feel like I can do. Yes. Like I'll play in a ditch. I'll play in I'll play in the hay bale <laughs> stage. I don't care. Yeah. But then the second one, which is kind of like a further away goal, is play the legend slot. You know the one that Lionel Richie be playing? Do you know what I mean? Like the one that Carly Minogue mm. be playing. But that one, if I don't get that, that's cool. That one's feels quite distant and I feel like might be a lot of ag. You've got a while. Yeah, to get there. But <laughs> oh, I believe in it. Okay. I, I, Thanks, guys. I see it and I I'm with you in manifesting that for you. <laughs> so once you've got those two, does the goalpost keep moving? Is it like the can kicking? Are we? I always think about in terms of other careers, like you can get to the top, like you get the promotion and then you become like, I don't know, the CEO of the business and then you've completed it. Not you've completed it, but like there's a clear ladder of, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? But with music, it's like, well, what? what's the end goal like when do you stop I was thinking about this the other day in terms of Rihanna Mm. and just the way that people obviously there's the whole meme about you know when's the Rihanna album coming all of this stuff (laughs) and I was like give us the album Rihanna where's the album she doesn't need to do you know what I mean like I'm like very philosophical about it I just think like if you were Rihanna like I just feel like you get to a certain stage and it's like people can no longer expect things from you. And and also this there's definitely like a slight entitlement, I think, specifically within music and like music fans who it all comes from a place of love, of course. Mm. But it's like this kind of never ending demand for content and like and like sharing of every part of an artist's life. And I think it's crazy. We, kind of, we want them to go until yeah. we no longer want them to go anymore <laughs> rather we than know. like ending on a high you know but if she was like coming out at 75 years old dropping like the best of album we'll be like rihanna like call it yeah have a relax <laughs> yeah i think i was listening to i think it was fka twigs on uh, louis theroux's podcast i don't know if you guys listened to that yes and, i listened to that one it was brilliant it was brilliant and so good she was talking about how she literally just put out an album quick time like learned how to pole dance did everything and then a month later people like so when can we expect new music from you and it's like <laughs> Listen, I had to live and like write about some real life shit and like and then process releasing that and then think about I'm, I mean, I'm describing it now like it's some hard burden to bear. That's not what I mean at all. Like it's obviously a beautiful thing, but it does take time. Yeah, it's funny. I think Rihanna can relax. I'll take the makeup. I'll take yeah, the looks. She can, she can chill. Yeah. <laughs> she can chill. <laughs> Honestly, I think she's, her service is not like, not in a final way, but I think if she never released another album again, I think it would be like an amazing run and mm. she's living her life. She gets to enjoy. She's given so much to the industry that, I don't know, yeah, I think mm. you're right. There's never this clear line. It's almost like it's only clear when you're over it, when mm. it doesn't start going as well for you. But sometimes I think like, life is also just for the living like you're as much as it can be your art like you can also have a life outside of music and I think sometimes being on that level you're probably not able to live that life mm. it's very hard though especially when like my music is about my personal life I find it quite hard to separate the two 
like work of my life. Like there is really no off. Because I feel like, what did someone say to me the other day? It was like, as a songwriter, what did they say? Like your brain's kind of like a sieve. So like the whole time I'm just like, walking around through life and like just taking in information and then just like sieving out like okay but that goes in that song and that goes in that song which is amazing but it's also like but sometimes I don't want to be a sieve I just I just want to be a little human work-life balance is hard guys I don't know how people do it I need help honestly I need help we're all struggling has it been hard to do it within lockdown separate that incredibly I think Everyone felt that they needed to be really productive, write the novel, get the screenplay done. Do you know what I mean? I was like, but I don't want to. Like, are we not all going through the same pandemic? Like, are we not all scared for our lives? (laughs) So, yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Another thing. I think I went the other way where I was like, I need radical rest. (laughs) I like quit my job. I was like, no, you know what? I'm in my house. I need all of you to get out of my personal business. Like work is life and life is work. Mm. And I actually got to the stage where it was like, I think before I had been in that place of like hustle culture, like, oh my God, the more days you're out, the better. Like the more you complain about how tired you are from the gig you went to last night, like the more important you are. Mm. And then I got into lockdown and I was like, none of that actually matters. Like, yeah, you're sitting in your house and you're unhappy. Like I would rather Mm. be able to live healthily and like have a clean bedroom and like do my laundry. (laughs) All of those basic things make me feel better than like having five pick your brain coffees a week. So Mm. I just had to, you have to find that balance. I'm sure it will come. I think, especially in like, not to sound super old, but in your stage of early twenties, it's like the pressure to ascend is like Mm. incomparable. It's just, you feel like you have to constantly be like propelling yourself. Mm. But I think you are there now, but you will only continue to become like more and more embedded and you'll feel like, less of a pressure and you can kind of relax and like draw those boundaries I think for yourself wow I'm I'm about to write that on an affirmation on my wall after this radical rest (laughs) radical rest radical Radical rest I'm like no one emailed me for a month I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) I had a question before that I think I know the answer to which was like will this song ever be released into the world Hmm. and then I guess the answer might be no but then I wanted to know like how do you decipher the songs that you release into the world? (laughs) This is a brilliant question. Well, this one, actually, yeah, I probably will put it out, but only because I found it the other day. And I was like, oh, this is quite good. (laughs) So thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. (laughs) We need credits. Producer credits. (laughs) It's funny. I think some things are just written because I need to get them out and, like, they don't necessarily need to be shared. But I do get a gut instinct with some songs that I'm like, no, I think other people would enjoy this but I like as I said I'm a crippling perfectionist so like for example there's a song on my most recent project that I liked when I wrote it and lived with it for a bit and then decided that it was the worst thing ever and my manager was like no it's really good and like been going back and forth on it for the past couple of months and like now it's been mixed and mastered suddenly I was like oh no I love it like I love it I messaged my manager and I was like um, thank you so much for not letting me throw my art in the bin. And she was just like, <laughs> she was like, it's fine. I'm here. But it must be a bit of a trip yeah. living in your brain. It's hard. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to know. 
like how much to share like of your I don't know your personal the inner workings of your brain but I did read something once that was like with any art or creative thing once you write it it's not really yours anymore and you kind of have to share it otherwise it's a bit self-indulgent really just sitting at home writing your little songs you've got to share it so That's yeah quite beautiful what, <laughs> what someone else might take from your lyrics and how you intended them to be taken could be two different things which is like yeah you don't know how your art's gonna affect other people and, and how they'll feel about it which is one of the most beautiful things yeah and when people listen to music like they're not which I have to remind myself they're not thinking about me and my life they're thinking about their own lives and they're attaching it to their own stories and heartbreak and like process so it is a really beautiful thing without sounding sort of too cliche and like I think music is like so important for humans and the soul so storyteller (laughs) kind of awesome (laughs) Yeah, I do actually also have to say now, like, this is quite embarrassing, but even in lockdown, when I think about it, like, I think it must have been the hardest part. Mm. I used to literally take, like, a little walk around Peckham Rye in lockdown to get myself out of the house, just loop that song. You know, the little thing when you put it on Spotify and it's like, same song, run it again. Let's go again. do a little walk, (laughs) get a breather. (laughs) Let's go again. Wheel it up. Um, so yeah that's my own personal little short story of how your music can kind of take on different lives for different people thank you so Um, much no problem I guess one of my final questions for you is taking it back to the extract and kind of that younger self of two Mm. and a half years ago who was dealing with grappling with like the future and the past and kind of feeling torn between the two Mm. I wondered what advice you would give to that younger self if you could today. Mm. Oh my God, so many things. <laughs> but also, I say so many things because I was just about to say I could have saved myself a lot of upset and worry and heartbreak. Like, I don't think I would be the person I am now if I didn't go through all those things. So I wouldn't tell her to not go out with that guy or like, do you know what I mean? Or Or not. Because I think it was important for me and I wouldn't have written all these songs if I didn't go through those things. I think I'd just keep it simple. I'd be like, babe, just get on the yoga a bit sooner. (laughs) I'd maybe say learn to drive now. I'd say learn to drive, start learning now because it's taking me time, guys. And I just want a car. Like I just want to be able to hit the road and go. Like that would have been cute in the pandemic if I could have just drove away. Honestly. (laughs) So I feel attacked because I still don't know either. I feel attacked. <laughs> In there, like it's London for you. It's London, like oh, it's it's hard. It's hard and it's expensive. I would have said, you know, this is what I would have said: save your money, put some money aside for driving <laughs> lessons, and learn from now. <laughs> That's my okay. advice. I think it's perfect advice. And what would your younger self? think about where you are now and now in your career as well I think she'd be pretty impressed actually thinking about it like I have been able to do some amazing things that even if you would have told like eight-year-old me she'd be like really you got to do that I'd be like yeah babe (laughs) I think she would be really impressed and I think she would I don't know 
she would be happy for me, but she would also be like, you need to look after yourself and be kind to yourself at the same time. It's exciting, but it's also, it can become not exciting very quickly. So just be kind to yourself. That's interesting. I'd like to see eight-year-old me, me now and me in the future all in the room together. Like, hey. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> I think the next like show we should do is like, what would you say to your future self? Because I think we chatted to Kat Burns. I don't know if you Brit school people know each other. Oh, Kat. Well, I don't know her super well, but she Kat. was in the year below me at Brit and she's amazing. Aww. She's got an incredible voice. I think she's like, incredible. Yeah. And she was talking about this thing that she does where she sends herself an email that she reads the next year on her birthday. Wow. And I think that's a really powerful way of like communicating with your future self and like getting to like regularly look back at mm. how much you've grown as well. Wow, yeah, I need to do I that. I wrote myself a note last <laughs> New Year's Eve to open on this New Year's Eve. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be some deep emotional thing. The thing was so short. It was like, I must have been drunk <laughs> when I wrote it. It was like, keep going, babe. You got this. Do you go? Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's have it <laughs> done. <laughs> <laughs> let's fucking have it. And I opened it. I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> Okay, maybe we need one with like structure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like certain questions. That would be great. Yeah. I need a template, clearly. Where do you think you'll be in 10 years time, Olivia? Like, where do you see yourself? Oh my God. I actually have no clue. Like, I think it will go one of two ways. Yeah. I'll either sort of continue on my musical path. I'll be like three albums in. Maybe I'll be doing my Glastonbury slot and I'll be loving it. My hair will be really long. My nails will be long. I would have grown. But equally... <laughs> physically. Yeah, physically I would have grown and aged. But it's 50-50. It could go another way where I just pack it in. I just sack the whole thing off. I buy a farm or something. I mean, I don't know if I can buy one. I rent. <laughs> I, rent. <laughs> I, <laughs> I rent a farm. I have loads of dogs. <laughs> And I'm sort of just like, yeah, running a dog shelter or some sort of yoga studio. I don't know. I'm going to just keep going and see which one will fulfil me the most. You might be doing both. Listen, Writing those songs on the farm. That'd be nice. That'd, that'd, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I combine the two. I combine the two. Yeah. These are all valid options. All right, then. Thank you so much. Honestly, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. As I said, like, I love this podcast so much and I've listened to so many of them while, like, tidying my room and, like, you know, having them self-care evenings where you just put your candle on and you're yeah. like, no, let me just, like, let me just recharge. So, like, being a guest, it really means a lot. Like, I've enjoyed it so much. Uh, thank you for joining us. That was great. Yeah, it was really lovely to speak to Olivia. I think she reminded me of what it's like to be a little shy kid who's forced into the world of theatre and flung into a stage for your own benefit. It's good to know it, it does work, even though at the time when you're a teenager, that is terrifying, but it's clearly worked for her. She's doing amazingly. Yeah, for sure. I think it was so funny that we all kind of had the same experience with that. And I know that even, yeah, it's something that I think, as we talked about in the episode, like, it was so painful at the time. I remember just begging my parents not to want to go. <laughs> but when I think about it now and the fact that, like, often 
you know, like, I'll have conversations where people don't even realise that, like, I'm actually hating every second of it and leaving my house. <laughs> so, in a way, that's, like, a really huge success story. <laughs> but I also liked what she said about, like, just that thing of always getting pulled to, like, your future self and, like, if I do this thing, I'll be happy. If I get that, then, then I'll finally be happy. And the way that she related to time and how she kind of was able to, like, recalibrate and force herself to live more in the moment, I think... We could all use a bit of that, especially during yeah. pandemic and like a lockdown. And you kind of think like, I'm not living my life right now. I, I wish I could just be like out with my friends or in this country or traveling. And like, you have to remember that, you know, every second you're alive is like, is life, whether it's what you want to do or not. Completely. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like normal rules don't apply right now. So, yeah, the way she talked about time. Yeah, I found very relatable and something I think we can all do a much better job at is that kind of living in the moment and stop, mm. you know, trying to think of what you could be doing or where you should be and just, you know, mm. chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just enjoying where you are. It's hard to do, though. It is hard to do, it is. This has been an II Studios production. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. You can sign up to become a member at gal-dem.com for access to exclusive discounts with our favourite brands and partners, early access to tickets for Gaudem events, an advanced copy of our annual print issue, and so much more. Make sure you're following us on all major social media at galdemzine for the latest independent news and culture. Or visit our online website, which is gal-dem.com. Don't forget, if you loved this episode of Growing Up With Galdem, be sure to subscribe, rate and leave a review. We'll catch you on the next episode. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.